Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. I'm a bit sweaty. I'm a bit wet. And you name it, I've got it. I am late today. Why am I late today? My daughter heard something go crash. A tree. Apparently, there are a wind gust that blew. And just at the right angle. And it blew one of our trees. Uh, a big branch of the, of the tree broke the neighbor's fence that we share and landed on the roof of their extended garage. So I had to go there and stabilize the stabilize the wood so that it doesn't fall until we can see uh, a tree guy comes out tomorrow to try to cut it up. So it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy day, but politics don't, done right must go on. Our politics is not changing. Things are not changing. Welcome aboard, Deb Denny. Welcome aboard, AC Rodriguez. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Peggy Lopez. Welcome aboard, Alistair Waters. Welcome aboard, Michael Rodney. And of course, Yvette Avery Herod. Welcome aboard, all of you. Thank you for being here. Paul Fleming, ATL, checking in. Numero uno, the first person to check in. Thank you for being here. All right, let's get busy. Alberto, would you mind putting this demonstration of corporate price gouging on the screen. Well, you know what, Rodney, I don't have, I usually check these things before, but hey, man, you're the man. Let's go ahead and put that on the screen for everybody to see as Brother Rodney requested. And there you go. Cost of oil versus price at the pump. That should be an enlightening thing on price gouging, and that is not up to date because the prices are closer now. To five dollars if they have not yet passed five dollars. Thank you for that graph, Rudnan. That's a that's a correlation between the price of gasoline in uh, the cost of a price of oil in 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 uh, perp in orange, and what they charge you for the price of oil in the aggregate, and that just shows you that there. And you know, a, a, a lot of those those guys that want to defend the oil companies, they'll come and say, well, you don't include that we have a shortage of manufacturing oil, you know, refining oil, and to which you have to remember and read the article that I wrote today that reminded people that what has occurred is these companies have purposefully started shutting down refineries. And the reason they're doing that is to have a justification for high oil prices, high margins, with small supplies, to do one of two things. Continue making a lot of money without having a lot of capital investment or the price of the raw product, or force the government to be just keep subsidizing them till kingdom come with further depletion allowances and many other things. The price of I mean the oil companies are thugs in ties and suits, tits, thugs. Well, all all these capitalist, uh, 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 what do I call them? Psychopaths. That's what they are. They can, because they have price and power, they can do it, and they do it. So, folks, I really, really, really need you to understand this. And, folks, we've got a lot of work to do. I'm going to talk about a, 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 an extended son of mine, a conversation. And I think I was successful in, in moving, moving, the, moving him to the other side completely yesterday. But he represents millions of people. That election that occurred in uh, Texas where the Latina woman won, it makes, look, it's really, really 
true, folks. Anyhow, let's go ahead and start with, uh, I don't have a show today, but I have a show today. I have a lot to talk about, but I didn't write it down. It's all here. Because again, like I said, a tree fell down. But anyhow, folks, uh, Rodney, thank you for bringing those initial data. Representative Diana Dejet uh, uh, tweeted, The price of oil is down 20% from its peak earlier this month, but the price at the pump has stayed near record highs. Big oil is raking in big profits while the American people feel the pain at the pump. It's if these companies don't know to lower gas price, Congress will, replied. You want to act right? The options are on the table are windfall taxes and nationalization, the oil industry. That is the first time I have heard a representative use that word nationalization. I am so happy to hear somebody, somebody finally say nationalization. Here's what I have to say. We don't need to talk about uh, windfall profit taxes anymore. We need to be going through the procedures to nationalize the oil industry as an irresponsible entity that is causing a, re- a, a, a recession, going into a depression by transferring all the monies of the middle class and the poor to the very rich and the oil executives. It is time to nationalize the oil industry. I mean, how much... Look, if it were some other industry causing the pain on not only the average middle-class Americans, but on some of these people up high. Congress would have executed right now and brought down the gauntlet. I don't want a win-profit tax. I don't want a windfall-profit tax. I want oil field. I want oil nationalization yesterday. That is what we need, folks. These guys are depleting the savings, depleting the income of the average American citizen not because of necessity, but because they can, they are thugs. And we have to learn how to accept who the oil companies and the executives in the oil companies are. They are thugs. And it doesn't matter if they are American companies or Dutch companies or, or French companies or whatever. They are capitalist, psychopath, psychopathic thugs. And the pain that you feel, and those of you that are somehow trying to justify that the pain, that the cause of your pain is a political folks like Biden and otherwise, the only fault that Biden has is not asserting the command of our institutions, our governmental institutions, affected by we the people and doing what's necessary. If somebody who has a critical product, I wrote that in my Medium article today, and I, I probably should, and I'll, I'll continue reading your stuff, Brother Michael Rodney, in a minute. But I, I, I wrote an article today in Medium where I said in that sentence, $5 a gallon should be illegal when the oil supply problem is a fiction created by profiteering or uh, corporations purposefully reducing refining and claiming oil shortages. Since many blame the government for creating an environment where oil companies refuse to create a critical product affordably, the government should immediately nationalize the industry. Review my articles. Oil companies are fraudsters. They make record profits, then blame Biden for ripping us off. And there is an oil glut, not a shortage. High prices are a worldwide fraud by corporations, and here is why. People, we have to stop accepting. We have to stop accepting, people, what these people are offering. They are thugs. They are picking your pockets. If we had a common thug going into a 7-Eleven and stealing a cigarette and stealing a Coke, 
something that's going to cost that guy about 25 cents. I'm going to tell you a story, and I'm going to continue reading your stuff in a minute. But these are important stories, right? Here's the deal. I'm back home from D.C., and, you know, um, there is a little Mexican place that is around the corner from my home. It's a little Mexican restaurant, and they serve menudo. Menudo is the innards of, you know, like intestine, that kind of stuff in a nice, beautiful broth that's, that it's kind of fatty. I'm not supposed, I'm old, that's the last I'm eating it for the month. But um, to get my, my menudo that I hadn't had in over nine months, being in Washington, D.C. with my baby, taking care of her with her stroke. But here's the thing, my brothers and my sisters, Okay. The owner of the place hadn't seen me in nine months and he came and he saw, he came to the table and we started talking and we were a very, very long time, right? And I, you know, it was like, um, he started to tell me all the problems that they, that they were having with the business and he was telling me how one day he goes out to get the gloves, you know, we have to use these particular gloves. He said the gloves went from $30 a box to $90 a box. He said, Egberto, I have to buy it. So I bought it in small quantities. And then they come back and they tell us, oh, it's now $60. And he's like, oh, wow, $60 sounded so good because it, they wanted $90. And then he started to talk about eggs. We used to pay, I, I think he said $36. So I don't remember how many dozen eggs in bulk. And then he said, the price doubled overnight. And then he, talk, he started talking about all these different things. And he says, I can't pass all of that on to my customers, so I have to hurt. I got to pay my employees. And I'm talking to this guy, and I'm saying, look, you're right. And then we are, we are trying to see, where do you assert blame for all these things? The thugs in ties and suits. None of these products warranted these price increases. And it's, it's important for us to understand economics. So we went through... I, I went through it with the owner of the business, supply chain, and how it works. I went through with him just-in-time inventory. We went through all these things methodically. And then he understood that it really wasn't a government issue that was creating these problems, that it was the failure of the private sector. It was the failure of the tits, the tugs in ties and suits. He, he understood it. And, and, and now we have somebody that won't be fooled into whatever they decide to give them a price. Just take it and say, well, that's how the system works. But I have more to say about him and, other, and, 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 and my extended uh, son in, in a little bit. Let me continue with Rudnan. NPR, Uvalde officials are using a legal loophole to block the release of shooting records. Yeah, I'm not going to read that whole one because there's a lot we got to talk about. But Uvalde is trying all kinds of tricks. Not to get people to see what exactly happened inside of Uvalde. Read up. Brother Rudnan gave us a good link to go to. Michael Rudnan also put out ABC News. Ipsos poll. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans say Trump should be charged for January 6th riot. That should give impetus to, to Democrats right now to tie these Republicans, to tie these Republican sycophants with Trump that they're running against. I don't see enough of it. And there are other things that they must do, but we'll go into that a little bit later. Washington Post. Thank you for that as well. You guys can finish reading it. Uh, Michael Rodnan is always great in putting the header as well as a link. Washington Post. Most Americans think Trump should be prosecuted. That's one I just read. Okay, great. Uh, so, so it's there. All right, let's continue with the reading here. Uh, hi there. Uh, Debs Dennis says, hi there. It's been a while. 
Hope all is well with you, Mrs. and Ashley. Yes, Ashley is back home. Uh, she is recouping at home after she's completed her uh, school. She just have to get through the boards and then it'll be uh, all over. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Bridge MTP says, Michael, they are waiting until after the elections, plain and simple. AC Rodriguez says, yo all, welcome AC. Deb Dennis says, I read Texas Republicans are voting against democracy. Uh, let me tell you what Texas Republicans are doing. It is pathetic, but I, I, I tweeted about it, and I'm putting that tweet that I wrote on the screen right now. And I said in the tweet as follows, uh, it's important, uh, para ver, para ver, donde está, donde está, donde está, donde está el tweet que hice. I said it baffled, it baffled my mind that Republican Texas homosexuals could exist. My question, now that the Texas Republican Party has codified its platform that you are an abnormal lifestyle choice, will you continue to vote Republican? There was an interesting set of rules in the Republican platform that is amazingly anti-democratic, amazingly, amazingly anti-humanity. And that is what we Democrats are afraid to lose the House and the Senate to. If you lose the House to a Senate, and I mean, if you lose the House and Senate, to a Republican Party that wants to take us back to the dark ages. A Republican Party that wants to give the, corp the corporate state the ability to pilfer us all. And you don't know how to tell Americans that that is what they're doing. There is absolute, you deserve to lose. And that is what Democrats are doing right now. They deserve to lose if they cannot look at everything that the Republicans are doing right now in the aggregate. And get to hell out in the streets and earn. I didn't say ask for the vote. I say earn the votes of the American people. Earn the vote of the American people. What are we going to do for the American people? Okay, Shiba Las Vegas says, Hey, Egberto Willis, rolling those R's. I love to do it. I mean, yo, yo, hablo, español, yo hablo español porque soy Latino, Latino Negro. Afro-Latino, lo que nos llamamos, pero me gusta hacerlo porque es como un poco de fun, right? Como algo alegre, rolling my R's. Okay, Yvette says, whoa, it's always something. Sorry you have to deal with this. A tree fell on my wife's truck at work Friday. Oh, my God, sorry to hear about that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm calling. You know what is interesting? Take, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to go ahead and do as much as I can. But Texas law, if, if your tree falls into the neighbor's yard, your neighbor is responsible for actually removing that tree. I didn't know that. One of the insurance people told me that. I'm saying, well, you know, I, I, I already called somebody to come ahead and cut out the trees, right? Because it's a wind gust that blew the tree down, you know? So I just find it ironic that that is what, uh, you know, that is what the Texas law says, right? Anyhow, Michael Rundin says, you're right that the image is not up to date. It's most from last month. Yeah, but it's, it, it shows the picture that we needed to see, Brother Rundin. Shiva Las Vegas says, Eberto, please put, change that H to a G, my dear beautiful Shiva. Michael Rundin says, Saudi Arabia sees no crude oil shortage, blames lack of refinery investment for fuel squeeze. Okay, I've been saying that for weeks. 
Everybody have been jumping on my case. I say that at Daily Coast, they hit me up. At Medium, a few people, oh, there is a shortage. There's no more Russian oil. There's no shortage. There is a glut. Thank you, Rudnin, for uh, putting that out there. It is a rut. It is a glut. And the reason there is, the problem with refining is a play by the oil companies to force the hand of government. But I'm saying, please take them offline. And let the government says we are nationalizing the oil industry and we're putting those refineries back online. That is what we need to do. Take those refineries away from the private sector. Compensate the shareholders for the for the salvage value of of the thing and start the and and, and create a nationalized oil sector. But you know what happens? They they lie to you. Oh, government is bad. The government's going to do that. How worse can it be than five dollar gallon gas? How worse can it be than all the pollution that these oil companies already do without any attempt, attempt at mitigation? Nationalize the oil industry today. And please, folks, go out and spread the message. We can do this. We can force them to nationalize. You know, they know. What, here's what the oil company is going to do, people. They're going to push it right to the limit. And as soon as they've extracted all the money they can from people, that people can do it no more, then they'll back off. And then they're going to look like heroes. Oh, they brought the price down and everybody's going to be happy again. Please don't fall for it. Nationalize the oil industry and get those oil executives to jail. Why? Because they're thugs in ties and suits. They know that they are moving wealth from the poor and the middle class to the rich. And unless, unless the capitalist system, the portion that we leave into the capitalist sector, unless they understand that ripping off the middle class and the poor because of essential price. Look, if you, don't, if you want to charge $1,000 for a pizza, do it. I don't care. You don't have to have a pizza. But if you try to charge $1,000 for a, a, a gallon of milk, that is thuff. That is thuggery. If you try to talk, charge $5 for gasoline, that is thuggery. If you try to charge $10 a loaf for bread, that is thuggery. Our country needs to be bifurcated into the portions of the government where essentials are affordable or taken care of by we the people. And those things that are, well, it would be nice to have a great car. But certain things, folks, it is essential it is essential that we change our paradigm. Healthcare, energy does not belong in the private sector. People want to say, what about innovation? Most innovation comes from government. Government gives grants to universities. Universities create knowledge and educate. And then when it's going to be turned into a product, the capitalist parasites come in. They they pay off the folks who've designed this stuff, and then they make millions. And you know what that means? You pay for the innovation two times, three times, four times, five times. People, please, please understand the thuggery that occurs in our system. I urge you not to continuously over and over and over and over fall for the same things one after another. AC Rodriguez says, anyone see the highlights of Crystal Ball on Bill Maher's show? She, she, sang, she, 
She ran rings around the, those clowns. The, oh, crystal, oh, I love crystal ball. I didn't see it. I, uh, I need to go ahead and look for crystal ball. I, I thank you for telling me about that, AC Rodriguez. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have HBO on my YouTube channel, but I just, um, now that my daughter is in town, I went ahead and added that to my YouTube.tv. So thanks for that. I'm going to go look for that. I'm so glad you told me. She was also on Professor Wolf's program on Democracy at Work today. Something to check out. Thank you for that as well. You know we've had Professor Wolf on here several times. A Paul Fleming says he's checking in. Michael Rudnan says, Egberto, stop the words at the end. Said, said I replied. Uh, Egberto, stop. The words at the end said I replied. I don't know what you're talking about, Rudnan. You may have to tell me. Is this Monday's show? Yes, this is Monday's show. Why are you asking, sir? Alistair Water says, yes, Egberto, the, these are my words as I reply to representative. Oh, Diana DeGetz, uh, you want to act right? The options on the table are windfall tax and national. Oh, my God, Rudnan, I'm sorry for attributing to someone else your wise words, sir. Uh, thank you. Okay, folks, you heard me said attribute nationalization by a politician to this woman. It wasn't. It was Michael Rudnan's. Very smart assertion. Punto final. Okay, BD Pollard says, we are losing. Did everyone read the Republican Texas platform? Rud, look look here. I didn't read it yet, Mr. Pollard, Pollard, but I saw the highlights and I tweeted about it. Alistair Waters says, highly grand. Deb Dennis says, I've gone round and round with people on social media forums, YouTube, Facebook, and Quora about corporate greed and inflation. People don't get it. Political parties adherence. Look, let me tell you, um, Deb, I'm going to talk about the, our, the conversation that I had, um, and, and then I'm going to tell you where the conversation went. Because people, are, people feel defeated, and that was the whole idea behind the Powell Manifesto, for people to feel defeated. So we'll go into that in a little bit. Lee Grant says, nationalize energy. Why not healthcare, housing, food, pharma? Oh, I want for Yes, let me. Lee Grant, here we go. You brought it up. Nationalize energy? Yes. Nationalize healthcare? Yes. Nationalized housing depends. Uh, Nationalized housing for the poor and indigent who are sleeping on the streets. We have housing for them. But the rest, no. Food dependent. We not uh, regulated food. We and 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 again, Forma, yes. Forma was created by us. We create the products with our research, and then those uh, thugs in ties and suits. Then they go ahead. Then the tits get it. Okay. So, um, Lee Grant, that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of room in this economy for the for private sector who want, who would like to sell to people who are willing to be ripped off from. I mean, that the only way the capitalist system works if you have true competition. You cannot have true competition in energy. You cannot have true competition in healthcare. You cannot have true competition in big pharma. It's it's an uh, it's an impossibility. It's an oxymoron. Michael Renner says, my cell phone just bricked, won't turn on. Oh, sorry about that, my brother. Peggy Lopez says, corporations have heard this all before. Government has heard this all before. Nixon's the one who stopped the price gouging, the only one, and it will never happen again. Tripe soup, my favorite. Hey, you know, it, it's good to know that Richard Nixon, the Republican who instituted wage and price control, uh, nobody knows about it a lot because nobody talks about it, but we are in different times now. The thuggery was not this bad back in those days. The thuggery is take, has ex, 
expanded exponentially by the crooked thugs in ties and tea, uh, and suits. All right, let's see. Rudnin says, Egberto, the price of eggs soared because of that avian flu that killed 36 million chickens and turkeys. I understand about the, that, but it didn't justify the price of eggs that we had, numero uno. Numero dos, uh, creating eggs, uh, you know, perfecting eggs, etc. There were orders of magnitudes of ways to get around that. I mean, look, I understand the avian flu. And by the way, the way that we deal with uh, the way they form the way they form for this industrialized maximization of profits is another reason for these very high prices in eggs as opposed to having things spread out appropriately. Oh, no, they want to put all these animals living like, like just factories without, without feelings or anything. So you get, you know, that's what you get. The, the savings had never gone to the people. Most of it has mostly gone to the corporations. Again, like I said, it is time E2247 says, none of the officers checked to see if the doors to the classroom were locked. Surveillance footage showed that neither Arredondo nor any officer taking cover in hallway outside the classroom ever attempted to open a door. <laughs> wow. Wow. Incident commander on May 24, Chief Arredondo, Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police, defended the, his action, said delay in breaching connecting classrooms were killer holdup was uh, because of waiting for a janitor to get the key. The San Antonio Express News was the first to report. Egberto from Rudnin. Yes, two comments regarding the supermajority poll saying most Americans want Trump to be prosecuted. The WAPO comment uh, has more details from the poll as well as context. Thank you, brother. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Hello, everyone. Late, but here, says May Wood. Thank you for being here. Uh, Express News uh, Classroom Doors. Thank you for the link. Uh, Lee Grant says, Paul Fleming, we need to think about it. This would be a tremendous centralization of power. Yes, centralization to we the people. So, you know, I love to say when they talk about the government being centralization of power, but when we give the power to just a few people who are corporate holders, that somehow that's not centralization. In other words, Exxon, Shell, BP, the big major oil companies run by three guys, right? Three guys. And aboard, they are the ones who have power to do all of this with the oil sector. Three of them. And we, the people, nationalizing oil sector, somehow is centralization of power when we then have all the power to elect people to do the right thing. I want to show you how the Powell memo has changed the way we think. Given the power to three oil executives... It's not centralization to three private executives who don't owe anything to the people but owe it to their shareholders. Three people. We're not calling that centralization. But let the government nationalize. The government that is run by all of us. And that is centralization? Come on. That just shows you how they have, they have taught us to think like slaves. The centralization. We don't have a problem having those little men run everything. We don't have a power with that, a problem with that. But let we the people decide to do it. And my God, it's centralization of power in wonder. No, it's not centralization of power. It's the expansion of power. It is now saying that we all now have a stake in the oil sector. We gave three or four or five 
oil executives ownership of oil that was put there divinely. We gave them power to control that oil, to profit of that oil, and then, then impart on us to pay them even more for the products that they make with the oil that all of us should own. And we call it centralization of power? Come on, grow up, folk. Let's be proud of who we are. Let's have strength. Let's realize the power from within. <sighs> Michael Rudnick says, hmm, uh, are you talking about log cabin Republicans? Bo of the fifth column has a good follow-up about that after the show. Thank you, brother. Investigators now believe that alleged gunman Salvador Ramos could not have locked the doors to the, the inside as officials first suspected. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Bridge MCP says, if in your yard, your issue branch, etc., goes into the neighbor, is it is their issue, nature. I know, but I can't, I can't see, right? I can't see. Well, I will see what I do. Uh, yes, Bruce, it's your... <laughs> Bruce, the tree is on top of your old garage, brother. The tree is on top of your old garage. And it broke the new fence that the new neighbor put all facing him. So I know I'll probably have to fix that fence. The tree, of course, uh, it, you know, technically speaking, as they said, uh, in Texas, if a wind blew the tree down, it's the person that has to do it. But I already got somebody that's going to come out tomorrow and cut the tree down. I mean, cut it out, right? Cut the tree um, the tree limb so that, you know, a good neighbor. I would have done the same thing if you were living right there, Rudd. I mean, hear me, um, uh, Pollard. Yes, so it's your old yard, sir. Eric Hayes, if you want to vote anti-establishment, just make sure the representatives you put into power will tangibly improve property life, people's lives. Uh, E2247 says, nationalize oil, gas, and coal. Yes. Eric Hayes says, most don't wear suits anymore. That's true. But, you know, I'm given the, the caricature of them. Nationalize hospitals. Yes. Agreed. Michael Rodden, Egberto, if you want to talk essentials, talk about rising housing prices and eviction as well. I think I, I insinuated that when I spoke about um, uh, poor people, etc., that's on the streets, make sure that they have housing. And I would extrapolate it to the statement you just made as well, uh, Rudnan. Uh, DARPA did it. I love you. The Department of, uh, I, remember, I forgot what DARPA start, start, uh, stand for, but yes. Shiva Las Vegas says, Egberto keeps changing to AG. It is Egberto, Corazon. It is Egberto. Deb Dennis says, Corporate monopolies need to be broken up just like they need uh, Ma Bell in the 1970s. Too few monopolized. And again, there are certain things that need to be broken up, Deb Denny, but there are certain things that need to be placed out of existence. Oil companies have proven that they have no problem causing a recession. They have no problem transferring the wealth of the American people to the few. That $5 a gallon gas, and the, the graph that Michael Rudnan placed tells you something. The difference between those numbers is the difference in the amount of money that they're actually ripping off and putting into the pockets of the shareholders and the executives. And in order for the shareholders not to pay taxes on that uh, that windfall that has come to them, guess what they're doing? That we are using that windfall to buy back t uh, stocks, 
and it looks like, oh, wait a minute, if we're buy, buying back stocks, it appreciates the, the price of the stock, which means those people who've been holding on to that stock for these decades can then extricate those taxes at capital gains as opposed to income paid by a dividend that would have to get pointed out of the companies. It's amazing how many policies are out there to protect the wealthy, and there's very little there to protect the average, uh, uh, the average person, the poor person, or the middle class person. And then when we go ahead and say Biden did a good thing with stimulus, Biden did uh, people that are talking about uh, basic income, they're doing great things because what happens is these these thugs in, in in suits, these thugs in ties and suits continue to take your money because they can, because they can. Because they can. Remember that. Because they can. All right. Rodney Segberto, the Rational National has your follow-up. Crystal Ball versus Bill Maher. Thank you for that. I'm going to put that up in there. That's a good thing. Eric Hayes, how about uh, shift letting uh, in covert people uh, to capital? How about shift letting... I don't know what that is saying. I don't understand. What covert people? I don't know what that means. All right. And... Let's see. Bridge MCP says the Colbert gang had been around the Capitol all the day filming interviews around surrounding the ongoing Jan 6 hearing. And again, you know, when they make those, I know what you're talking about now. When those silly comments are made without context, it just shows you something, right? So I'm not going to read anything that, that you choose that makes no sense. Again, I'm, I, I, I give everybody a voice, but the voice has to be honest. And the voice has to be with merit. And the voice has to be honestly looking for a true discussion, not a childish, I'm going to blame you for this or blame you for that. And why if this one did that, the other did that. I don't do that here. Uh, let's see. Eric Hayes, Fox News. The toilet paper is back in the news. This time due to the fact that prices are reportedly going up while product size are shrinking. There are thugs again, thugs and ties. Every time you say, we the people, I am going to post this. And let me go and see what it is. Bridge is going to. All right. That is our cup. Join the PDR posse. I, it's time for me to a, do my ask. And then I'll finish up the show with the story that really almost made me cry yesterday. And I'm, when I say it almost made me cry, let me do the cups first. Look at those cups. Please, folks. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find the link for those cups in a minute. And put it in the feed. And I ask you to help support Politics Done Right by going to our store and getting one of those cups. Get in something. Get in a t-shirt like what I have here, Politics Done Right. Uh, which one does this say? Uh, PoliticsDoneRight.com. I also have one that says I support me. I support independent media. We, we are really behind in fundraising and, and that that I have to get to Pittsburgh. So I'm going to come with a GoFundMe for Pittsburgh as well. So I ask all of you that diligently watch Politics Done Right or those of you who you know uh, diligently read our articles, etc., to please help support us. You can actually get the cup. Para ver dónde está la taza. We can get the mug uh, t- at Teesprings, uh, at the, our, our uh, PDR Posse at Teesprings. Here is that cup that, uh, that Bridge MCP is talking about. Uh, please consider getting that cut. Also, my T-shirt letters came off. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have some of my letters. What I'm trying to do is rotate all these guys, you know, 
But anyhow, folks, uh, so please consider going also to our server. But I tell you what, let me go ahead and do, print, do, do the ask, and then we'll come back with this. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure again that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, The Only Re Resort to Right-Wing Doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politics done right depends. So, folks, please, um, we need your support more now than ever. And I'm going to tell you the story that occurred for um, for Christmas. I mean, not for Christmas, for Father's Day. You know, yesterday was Father's Day, and um, Roberto Lewis, one of our great supporters here at um, at Politics Done Right, uh, he threw a great, great dinner. For all our fathers, uh, you know, out there, and there are a lot of fathers out there to eat and have fun and camaraderie. I needed to get away, and, you know, it was great. You know, Roberto always tries to um, do things to involve a lot of people. He just loves to do that. So he had a lot of folks over, and we had a great time. Norman Reynolds was over there as well. And um, so anyhow, we're talking, and we weren't really going there for politics or anything like that. But one of the guys that I grew up with back in Panama, another Panamanian was there, and he was talking about, you know, yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's an independent, he's not a Democrat or a Republican, because he thinks the, both of them are pretty much, uh, you know, the, the core of them are pretty much the same. And what he said is, you know, I, I just vote what, you know, vote my interest, but I'm not even thinking about voting this time around. He said, I'm just fed up, right? None of them are doing anything worth anything. And that that kind of hurt me, but I knew, I, knew, I knew the direction that I was going to take in the argument or the discussion that I was going to have with him after that. But then, a, an extended son of mine said, you know, Egberto, what has changed for the better since Trump left and now? To put it bluntly, Egberto, uh, uh, he called me Pops. So to, put me, uh, to put it better, Pops, 
things were better for me, and he has a company, as, and he also works a corporation for the health, health insurance. And he said, things are better for, were better for me then than now. And, you know, if, if Trump were to run again, there's a good chance I could vote for him again. And my heart sank because, I mean, he knows me. He knows what I stand for. But it's not about me. It's about him. And everybody has to have independent thought, right? So my first thing was to sit down and listen to him and ask him why. And what I realized after speaking to him is that all the messaging, all the things that Democrats are supposed to be talking about, they're not. And that all the things that he thinks he wants, deserve, and got, he had the impression that these things occurred under Trump. And I'm sitting down there almost with tears in my eyes as I decided to then go through the list of things, right? So we went through things like health care. We went through things like stimuli. We went through things like uh, the laws for small businesses, as he's a small business person. We went through things like what, uh, what Trump did with regards to tariffs and who paid them and, uh, and the benefits that he gave to large companies that actually caused my own extended son business. So we went through this policy after policy. But he didn't know that. He sat down there and he said, you know, there are a lot of his acquaintances, a lot of his friends, young and in, in this case, young professional black men between the ages of 25 and 35. The demographic that Democrats think they own. Right? And I'm sitting down there thinking, and, and by the way, I've spoken to several Democratic chairs in different counties in Texas, and I, it should be over the entire country, what a lousy job that they are doing in promoting lots of what they're doing. And they're doing it mostly because of the neoliberal faction within the Re Democratic Party that refuses to acknowledge that the enemy, the person that's pilfering us all, or corporations... And the people that we have to really go on the attack on right now are the corporate being who controls a certain number of politicians. And while I am talking to uh, my extended son, my Panamanian friend, he's agreeing with all of me, but he's throwing his ha hands up in the air saying, Egberto, though, I'm telling you, man, Nothing will change. Nothing can change. And then I went into the dialogue about the Powell Manifesto and explained to them that that is the sentiment the Powell Manifesto was getting at. That is the sentiment they want out there. That no matter what you do, what you think, what you say, you can't change anything. So find the best way to join the club and adapt and if you are honored enough to become a member, an included member of the upper echelons of that club, you will do fine. To which I told him, I said, man, we have two choices. 
we can give in. We can say, okay, you win. Too, it's too hard. When you have millions of dollars invested into lying to people. When you have billions of dollars invested into using Facebook. Because I know a lot of what Mike's extended son saw. He saw in great written memes on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. On, and you know who's not doing that? In the, in the same proportion, the Democratic Party. I tell you what's one of the problems, and I, and I said this to one of the chairmen. I said, we love to go ahead and pay those high-price um, ex, ex, uh, uh, consultants who haven't a clue about the people that Democrats are supposed to actually represent. And, we give, and I, I gave the example of the coffee party when we had the enough is enough function on on the on the mall we went and we gave consultants tens of thousands of dollars for media for messaging for all these things and they utterly failed because they do not know much they know their way around washington but they sure as hell don't know their way around people middle class people and then the Democratic Party funnels the bulk of their monies to people. They don't invest in and say, I am going to go to all those little churches in the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia. Put some money into Appalachia. Put some money into West Virginia. Put some money into all these places. Pick off a house seat there. Pick off a house seat there. Invest in that community. Have parties. Block parties. Talk your stuff on the streets out there. Go into the ghettos and the barrios. You never show up until it's time for a vote. You never do. And then you want to know. You know, that, that, that uh, election of that woman in South Texas, I don't recall her name right now, was no fluke. Republicans invested in that district that will be no more. You know what Democrats said? Oh, the district is a plus four. If she wins it, no problem, because it's turning into a plus 12 district for Democrats. What they forget is what that story that she has to tell now, I am a Latina. I was born in Mexico. I, 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 I rose up. I wanted to do something. And you know what? Most of us Latinos, we are fairly socially conservative. And you know what? I am going to be there representing you. And I am going to be there representing your values. Democrats forget that that Latina message where Republicans invested in South Texas, you know what? It worked. Cameron County, the largest county that, 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 that uh, Biden won by, I think, plus 16 or plus 20 or something like that. She won it. People, uh, the Democrats will lose in November if they continue to try their best to lose. And you know what they're doing right now? They are trying their best to lose. Because all this messaging, I'm no genius. I don't know anything that these, these guys don't know. 
well, that the, consult, well, the consultants don't know anything. They're in an ivory tower in Washington somewhere doing polls on a telephone when most of the people that are voting for us are not on a landline. They're on a cell phone that they see a strange number that they hang up on. So therefore, those polls that they may be telling the Democrats means absolutely nothing. BS in, BS out. And that is where we're at. I only have, what, seven minutes? So let me go ahead and get back to, to reading your stuff. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let, let's get back up here and start reading some of your stuff. Public banking for public loans and mortgages. I agree with that. In, in fact, a red state, North Dakota. I think it's North Dakota. There's public banking in, uh, let me make sure it's North Dakota. North Dakota, all the state's money go into a public bank. Into a public bank. Uh, let's see, what state has public banks? I mean, imagine that. Uh, it, it, it is North Dakota, I was right North Dakota, public banks in North Dakota A red state, but guess what they have? A public bank They don't allow the shysters that are the bankers to beat them Alright, Michael Rodna, let's see what else we got here January 6th committee need to call Ginny Thomas Asap Yes, they do, from Paul Fleming uh, Paul Fleming also says, we're at the halfway point Thank you, Paul, I guess that was a while back Because I did my ask already uh, Continuing, we got uh, let's see. Researchers in the University of Washington Center for Uninformed Public and Krebs Stamos Group published a massive data set of misinformation and rumors spreading on Twitter about 2020 election. That's what they do. This research is funded by the U.S. National Science Foundation, John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, William Foreman. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, guess what? There's a whole lot of crap inside. Can you take some of those out, my dear friend, Bridge MCP? I don't know if you did already. Oh, I love getting rid of spam. Thanks, Egberto, for this. Oh, great. So you started doing it already. Okay, Lee Grant said, Egberto, did you see Republican Maya Flores wins a special election for Texas 34 Congressional? Thank you for giving me her name. Uh, yes, I saw it. Conservative Latina. Yeah, I saw it. And you are right to be happy about that as a conservative, Lee, because she proves a point. A.C. Rodriguez says, part-time progressivism is the issue here. We need to understand as progressives that it is a long and hard road. We have everything stacked against us when it comes to capitalism. But we must persist. If you give up, you are allowing what you don't believe in to happen. I love that. Thank you, sir. Roberto Lewis, thank you for that great dinner yesterday. Roberto, thank you for that wonderful card. Great. Saludos. If I didn't get a chance to wish you all Happy Father's Day yesterday. I'm telling you now. One love from Roberto Lewis. All right, let's see what else we got here. AC Rodriguez says, anything worth anything in life requires work. Melanie Keelan says, good evening all. Thank you for being here, Melanie. Bridge MCP says, hey, Melanie Keelan. E2247 says, first analysis of uniquely uh, curated data set of misinfo, disinfo, and rumors spreading on Twitter about 2020. Uh, election. Let me put that up on the screen for people to see uh, what you're talking about. Uh, let's see if I got it here or not. Para ver, para ver. Uh, repeat spreaders and election delegitimizers. Okay, let me put that on the screen so people can see it. And then we'll take it from there. Folks, that is what one of our members just put out there. Michael Ronin says, if you're able to take your money out of big banks and put them into credit unions. Yep, the problem, let me tell you, I have my money in one of the biggest banks. I'm talking about everything that comes in, whether when you guys give your, your support for 
politics done right and all of that, it goes into uh, one of these banks, right? And the reason why is because I've been with them for so long, I get a lot of, of deals, etc., and I would have to otherwise pay quite a bit more otherwise. But that is something to look into. Right-wing uh, regressives keep talking about 2,000 mules. Not hard uh, to believe there were at least that many jackasses serving Trump when he was president, and now even more sending him money. So true, so true, so true. I actually got to the bottom of the list today. Wow. I am so, oh, that's because I didn't have any videos that I wanted to show. So let's see what else we got here. Breeze says, LOL, Tom C., my sister so believes 2,000 mules. Anyway, um, I know the 2,000 mules story is, is, is crazy that people actually believe that even though it's been refuted even by uh, Bill Barr, right, the former attorney general. It's just amazing that that is what happens. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Guys, we cannot do it without you guys. We are coming close to the end of the program. I want to thank you guys all for being here. I got to leave early because I have an interview to go do smack that at 4 p.m. Central, which means I've got to send a, a, a you know, I got to send a link to these folks to connect via via Zoom in a few seconds. So I'm going to end the program right now. I'll say hey to Ashley Bridge. She loves you, girl. I mean, uh, you guys, and all, all of you, you guys have been really, really there for me. And I don't know how much I can thank you for the mental, moral support that you guys have offered. Uh, just, being, just having you to talk to, just having you to talk with has been worth millions, millions millions so thank you guys for being there all the time Danish D'Souza has so many failed fact checks can confidently say he's a fraud he's been a fraud for a long time it's a shame that people continue to listen to him thank you so kindly my name is Egberto Willis this is Politics Done Right and you guys know how I'm going to end this baby I am what out we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.